Yeah, I, I just think it's a good idea, just especially newbies. Maybe you're new to, to wheeling. Just make it part of a regular plan, maybe twice a year. Double check some of those things, especially your first aid stuff. If you've had to lend out Band-Aids or bandages or, gosh forbid, something worse, you need to make sure that stuff has been replaced for sure. So, You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Well, we almost didn't have a show tonight. And uh, I never like to start with uh, with bad news. And I guess really it's not bad news. It's no. kind of a personal emergency medical uh, type thing. But yeah. uh, my wife, uh, my, my lovely wife of 30 years has been uh, ill this almost the, the entire month. And uh, we, we had to get a CT scan done uh, earlier in the week. And uh, the, we, we have a definite uh, problem or a definite uh, issue uh, identified as appendicitis. So it's not uh, a baby. All right. Yeah. Well, and it's it, and it's not something that is a uh, almost guaranteed death sentence either, which you don't yeah. know whenever you never get sick and now you're having all these uh, severe Issues. pains and not yeah. not to be able to eat and so on and so forth. I oh. thought that's just part of getting older. I- I, well, you know, that's part of it. You wonder. You you've seen Marcus Welby, MD. Oh, that's a, a timely reference. I know. <laughs> Boy, that is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> every time there was a every time there was a headache on Marcus Welby, MD, it was like, is it a brain tumor? Is it a brain tumor? Tell me the truth, doc. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think uh, TV conditions you for that, but anyway, so appendicitis was a was a great thing because it's like it's it is dangerous. It can be uh, life threatening, but generally speaking, it's a simple procedure. Uh, and we went in today fully expecting that uh, we were she was going to be checked in, and the the surgery was going to be done very quickly. I mean, our family doctor was pissed off that, the, that we didn't get the CT scan done sooner because it was uh, she was that concerned about it. Uh, but uh, the surgeon said, uh, we're, we want to get the inflammation down, uh, and we're going to put you on antibiotics and wait a couple of weeks, and uh, we're going to go ahead and schedule uh, the the operation, but give it a couple of weeks, and it makes the operation a lot simpler. And I said, well, what about a rupture? He goes, the event has already happened, so the the, the worst part of the event is over. So when you say the event. That's what he said, and I believe what he was re- referring to was the the severe pain and all the stuff that she went through initially. So mm-hmm. if it, like he I, he was saying, but if the it was appendix gonna, has not ruptured actually in, in in your wife, right? Correct, correct. Okay, uh, so the and, event is just the height of the infection. There you go. That was what I was okay. going to explain. So, uh, he, he, it, in other words, it was going if what was going to happen has already happened, and now we're on the downside of it. He goes, you know, fever, increased pain. Uh, you know, emergency room, call me, let me know. But he didn't think it's going to, anything's going to happen, which is great. And that gives us time to, uh, and, and he says the surgery no gets a lot simpler. Football. I'm sorry? And probably no full contact football for the time being. I, I, yeah, just a- Right, which is which is like the standard thing. Whenever she says uh, dinner's ready, uh, she needs to move away <laughs> very quickly. Elbows, <laughs> shoulders. God. Yeah, actually, we used to say all I saw was elbows and assholes as the as your friend was tumbling across the ground. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, really good news, and uh, I, good I know news. some of our Discord uh, servers and certainly our Zoom people uh, have been aware of uh, what I'm going through because I've shared that. You know, whenever you're you're terrified that you may uh, lose your lovely wife of 30 years uh, who's not called Wendy surprisingly enough 
Uh, Thank goodness. <laughs> if you know the, the Nikki G reference, though. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was great news. But I, I was like, you know, it's, it's great to share a little bit. It makes you feel a little better. And there, somebody can always come on and say, you know, yeah, prayers or no, no, she's going to be fine because blah, 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 blah. So you just you just reach out to people. So just letting everybody have an update on well, what's going on. Well, that's what family does. Exactly. And, and it's right. all part of the Jeep Brotherhood, and and and, uh, and this Jeep family looks after each other, and, and we care. So. And I want to I want to thank everybody for jumping in there and offering up prayers and the the Discord server. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Discord server, the Jeep Talk Show has a Discord server that you can join. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Scroll on down. You'll see the invite. This is the link that you click and then uh boom uh you, you don't even have to install anything if you're on a desktop or a laptop it, it just it's just a web uh, a web page you go to uh they'll want you to install a program or an app but you don't have to all right now's the time for me to beg since maybe from a sympathy type of thing uh <laughs> we want however you have to do it that's right however whatever makes it work uh we'd like exactly. to get you guys to help us uh, promote the show let uh, more people know about the show because uh we're all here uh and i won't talk for wendy but we're all here to slut ourselves out and get as many listeners as Thanks. possible <laughs> Well, I'm not talking for you, I, I, but I'm talking for Josh, damn it. I know him well enough. For, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine with that. Uh, in fact, we were talking about a win a weekend with Josh, or was it just a one-day thing, Josh? Is no, it I four it hours? DJ Josh. Yeah, DJ, DJ Josh. DJ Josh. Want <laughs> <laughs> to be showing up with turntables and records? I could, I could see Josh, you know, like some guy's working on his Jeep in the garage, and I, I'd like to win a <laughs> All of a sudden, DJ. some dude rolls up and starts setting Four up hours. audio and, equipment. And you're in a garage. You're in a garage while this guy's working on his Jeep playing exactly. Hey, can I get some requests from out there, from you guys out there? All right. So anyway, go out and promote the show. We'd appreciate it. And of course, we're still using that hashtag, or as I like to say, pound Jeep Talk Show. I mean, that just kind of flows. I mean, that gives me my spidey senses tingle when I when I think of that one. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, on a Jeep, or never do anything but Jeeps. This show's for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. And appendixes things. And their hashtags. And, and do you know we have been uh, listed as the number one Jeep talk show by... I heard that. Uh, what was it? Blogger Blogger News? Uh, which, I mean, I'm confused. We're not a blog. But hell, we're on the list. Uh, number one on the list. Oh, we're on lists. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, do you, and do you know uh, that a lot of people uh, have, uh, have commented that we're a great show for newbies. We're not like the engineering types, and uh, I think that uh, on oh, the trail. Just wait, I've got a tech talk coming up that's going to be completely <laughs> over your head. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, completely blow your mind. Yeah, you right definitely yeah, do fine. that. Yeah, you definitely come up with with the, the techie stuff, Josh. But you know, it, we are here for the newbies, really. I yeah. mean, we, we got newbie nuggets. Uh, there's the 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 crap that I come up with, which is like new or nonsensical. So it's all about new stuff. So we're reaching out to the people that are just getting Jeeps, or or maybe they've had Jeeps and they haven't done anything off road, and they're interested in doing that. And uh, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a, a highly technical podcast, but 
I'm personally gr- grateful that that's what we uh, that we reach out to is the newbies out there because the newbies are the ones that need the most help and uh, are the they're actually just the, the ones that are the most fun to see their face whenever they accomplish something yes. off road. Uh, it's like a sponge; like, they just take it all in. And yes, so go from there and expand. Yep. So initially, I was like, "Well, we do technical stuff. We're technical. We're knowledgeable." But now I embrace the newbie thing. I think that's great. I I, I, I love that people are getting into the hobby all the time, and if they're getting into the hobby because of the Jeep Talk Show, I am damn damn proud of that. Absolutely. Oh yeah, we've been the result of several people's purchase of a of a Jeep. I mean, or the the reason why are going off road or or, yeah. or, or getting, modifications or getting out of yeah, Jeeps I, altogether. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. There's the hell with these people. This is well, if this rubber is representative of the Jeep people, I'm gone. That's it. We're done. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, how's it going, Jeeper? I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be trying to decrypt the teasers that Jeep has sent out this week about what concept vehicles they're going to be bringing to the 2022 Easter Jeep Safari. It's going to be a good one. And we're going to have uh, an all-new EDC must-have that will light up your life, and we're going to ask the listener, you, about on-the-trail pet peeves. This should be interesting. Howdy, it's Wendy, and guess what? It's finally spring, and that means time for a checkup. Not you, your Jeep. Hi, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on the next episode in Jeep Life, my top 10 Jeep slang words. No, not my swear words, Jeep slang. I'm Tony, and tonight I ask, does your gladiator honk at you when you fill its tires with air? I mean, I don't know. I guess you could do water or nitrogen or uh, CO2, but uh, air in this case. Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Well, the 56th annual Easter Jeep Safari is right around the corner as we record this. The world-renowned event is scheduled for April 9th through the 17th of 2022 and is hosted by, as always, Moab's Red Rock Four-Wheelers Club. For decades, the Easter Jeep Safari, or EJS for short, has attracted thousands of Jeep enthusiasts and off-roaders from all over the nation and even from around the world. During EJS, Moab, Utah, home of some of the most amazing world-class off-roading and rock crawling, has become uh, will become a beacon, a destination, a mecca, if you will, for Jeepers of all kinds. For many years, Jeep and its performance division, JPP, have been a big part of the action, showing up to show off not only the brand's capabilities, but to whet the appetite of all of us what-if junkies. Crazy moon buggy-like concepts, retro mashups like the Ford Cab Reimagined or the Kaiser-like Beach Jeep. Over the years, Jeep has brought some pretty crazy ideas to play, so it begs the question, what does Jeep have planned for 2022? And in true Jeep style, at least now, we don't get much, if any, details at all. Instead, we're gifted with an offering of teaser photos, most of which are usually doctored up to reveal next to nothing. What Jeep has given us this year, though, is a confirmation that, quote, they'll attend the event with concepts promised to be bigger, better, greener, faster, and ultra-capable. Interesting. To go along with that, we have received four cryptic photos that we will now try to interpret. The first is being called a QR Gladiator, and as the name would suggest, it's the rough shape of a gladiator, but sketched out of parts and pieces of QR code. The blazing red Jeep Performance Parts gear logo is contrasted at the bottom center of this otherwise somewhat blurred black and white image of a Gladiator. The takeaway from this, I think, may be twofold. One could be a new line of JPP or Jeep Performance Parts for the Gladiators, or two, we could be looking at the possibility of a pre-order 392 Gladiator variant. That means a Gladiator with V8 power. Well, yes please. Should have 
been standard from the start, if you ask me, but they didn't, and here we are. I suppose that there's a third option, but it may have a bitter taste in my mouth, actually, and, and that's that this is a digital gladiator, or electric, if you will. Could this be the teasings of a uh, for an all-electric or 4XE version of the gladiator? We shall see. The next image is a little on the nose, I think. It's the And the electric blue theme is kind of what stands out most next to the recognizable Grand Cherokee front end, of course. We also see glimpses of a vertically mounted blue tow hook, a fog light opening, and a charge port on the driver's side fender. This is a 4XE Grand Cherokee. And since we've already reported on the known coming of the Grand Cherokee 4XE, that is what this is trying to convey. Or maybe that there will soon be a Grand L 4XE? Who knows? It's a lot of alphabet in there. This is a, there is a blue highlighted ring around the fog light opening, indicating a possible LED lighting option that will be coming soon. And the cut-off faces and blocky structuring of the body lines of this Grand makes it seem very wanting of a large off-road build, expedition if you will. And if you look close, it appears as if this blue Grand is riding on tires with large side lugs. Maybe some mud terrains underneath there. We may be seeing a new line of JPP trail-rated parts and accessories coming for the Grand Cherokees, too. Who knows? With the third pick, Jeep asks us to imagine what the blending of two mighty off-roaders like the Jeep Wrangler and Jeep Gladiator might look like. What we see is a Rubicon model of a Jeep. Out of focus, of course. You're looking down the driver's side front fender, and we can see the back end of the Jeep even more blurred out and partly hidden by the edge of the pick and a red flash of sorts but we can see that it ends in a truck bed. But there's only one large door opening on this Jeep, but there are two rows of seats. The wheelbase is more Jeep-like, less truck-like, and the bed overhang, like the Gladiator has, is, well, virtually gone. There's also a big-ass cowl on the hood, indicating there is likely a much larger engine in this Jeep than what one might expect. Now, the last image is negative. Not in his I dislike it, which I do, but it's a negative of a photo, meaning the colors are all reversed. Regardless, we can see that it's a Rubicon Wrangler, but the badging has the number 20 added to it. And since the first year of the Jeep Wrangler Rubicon was 2003, that would make the 2023 model year the big 2-0 anniversary. And we know how much Jeep likes anniversaries. With the unique badging, a different hood profile, I think we can safely guess this will be a 20th anniversary edition of the Wrangler Rubicon, possibly based on the 392 platform. There's actually a very high likelihood of this making it to production since, well, all the pieces are pretty much there and we know Jeep's fascination with anniversaries. And you're almost guaranteed to see all of these Jeeps out on the trail showing off their goods too at this year's Easter Jeep Safari. But to be honest, I'm a little disappointed in Jeep. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. I think that they're playing it really safe here and that there's nothing here to really get excited about or gawk at even. I mean, Jeep has done way better in years past and have really knocked it out of the park on many occasions. But the last few years have, well, to be honest, they've really sucked. You hear me, Jeep? Not impressed this year so far. You know what I want? I want my eyeballs to be electrocuted to the point of combustion with a visual, visual stimulus overload of vehicular engineering and body sculpting the likes of which mankind has never fathomed. I want that married so intricately and seamlessly with never-before-seen technology and capabilities sending my imagination to a tail-spinning epic-level overdrive by witnessing what mother-effing Jeep brings to the 2022 Easter-effing Jeep Safari. Can I get a hell yes up in here? Hell yeah. Hell yes. <laughs> 
So what do you guys what do you guys think? Am I am I going a little bit uh, a far afield here on on all no. this? Or what? I, I would no. break the pill in half next time because uh, I, I think that's a bit of a. <laughs> I, you know, I, actually, I look forward to those pictures. I mean, I could just imagine being there and seeing these things in person. But there's been some very interesting builds builds in the past Easter Jeep Safari uh, that uh, Jeep has done and. I think it's an upper management decision because you know you got to put a, quite a bit of resources, a, a couple of people anyway, on yes, on these you, on these projects. You can't you can't be doing this for years, like Josh said, coming out with something unique and way out there to now just sort of go plain Jane. It seems like. I mean, to me, none of this is exciting. We've already seen some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, it was uh, it was uh, Mopar, then it was. Uh, uh, FCA and now it's Stellantis and mm-hmm. it, it, I mean that's kind of the I think anyway that's kind of what happens when you have change is some people say no we don't need to do that we're in, we're selling selling Jeeps well, this sells Jeeps well we're not making that Jeep that's never going to happen so why would we right. do it because yeah. the Jeepers get excited people get excited yeah. about Jeeps you yeah, know that that's the that's the question that I think is is no longer being asked and and it's that that why not you know, uh, but instead they're focusing really on on production teases, I think, and and really n- not really going outside of that box at all. Now we may see some future tech. We may see some stuff that is going to be around, but not for another five or ten years. Uh, we may see early versions of technology that are in uh, development, but are in its infant style infantile stages still, and has not yet uh, you know been polished to the point of uh, ready for production. I think that's what a lot of this is, is a canvas for what is to become uh, versus a canvas for the imagination, which is what we've seen in the in the years past. Something that Jeep has never before done, something that is never, ever going to, uh, to make it to production, but is, you know, very, very pleasurable on the eyes. And it sparks the imagination and it, sp- it sparks the intrigue and it makes you want to look more, look closer, want to know more, et cetera, et cetera. They've completely diverted from that in the last few years. And all we've been seeing lately is just sort of slightly massaged versions of vehicles that are more or less already in production. Yep. And, and that's what I find disappointing. That's yeah. what we, we don't want to see that in a concept i'm okay sure there may be some interesting stuff that we can glean out of this but it's not that eye popping just you know my eyeballs are falling out of my skull because holy crap look at this yeah it's it's like oh well i've seen a wrangler before and and, and, and companies like uh, aev conversions and uh, even greg henderson uh building uh, things that are definitely jeep but not like the production jeeps not not i mean you can definitely and i love the one like the 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 yjl that he just uh, built uh, for yeah. quadratech and was in sema last year that is something that you go uh I, that's a jeep it's a wrangler but there's something know, it, about it yeah you, you got it you got to put some brain cells into it because yes what am i looking at this here is that this that's is different YJ exactly but, but i see but yeah not. i see yeah. i see yj with the square headlights i see lj but that should have round headlights and and you know and you just kind of it, it confuses you as a jeep person and even if you're not a jeep person it just looks damn good and you know it's a jeep and and that's the kind of thing that uh jeepers want to be unique for the most part that's why they modify their jeeps externally angry eye grill the whole the eyelashes a uh, bunch of things doorless the whole nine yards by the way i saw an h3 uh drive by in front of me uh yesterday i believe it was no doors 
I told my wife, I said, I don't, I don't think so that hard. those doors come off like a Jeep door comes off. I mean, no, the Hummer, you know, the hard. military vehicle, probably not, but not the H3. So no, H1, <laughs> yes, H3, no. <laughs> That's Silverado people. That's <laughs> so I thought that was, and and my point there is, is that Jeep is iconic. And it's iconic because it's not something that everybody does. And my God, the thing's been around, what, for 70 years? What what was it, 80, 80 years? 80 years. 80 I mean, so much. And, oh, yeah. and, and nobody else has copied Jeep directly? Well, I mean, outside of uh, Roxor, but you're, you're right. I mean, it's a, and for that to be iconic for that many years, this is why, if no other reason, Jeep needs to keep coming out with these uh, these uh, demonstration vehicles, the concept vehicles. I mean, yes. the, the Ford cab stuff from the 50s and 60s. Every time I see a Ford cab uh, concept vehicle, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know how practical that is, but I love it. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm talking about. I want all practicality thrown out the window. Instead, yes. they've doubled down on, pro on practicality. And, and it's just like, well, okay, it's going to be slightly different version and barely even that of virtually every other Wrangler that's going to be in Moab that, that week. So it's just like, okay, fine, I'll take a look, you know, but I'm not excited about it. At least not from what I have gathered and gleaned from the pictures that we've seen so far. Um, now, this could be just a fraction of what they're going to bring. Typically, they, they do bring anywhere between four and, and five or six vehicles. So there could be a couple more that they, you know, the ace in the hole, as it were. And they're waiting until right. Easter Jeep Safari to For pull reveal. the covers off. Holy yeah. crap, look at that. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I'm hoping, that's what my fingers are crossed for. That's what I'm hoping for. And, uh, and that they'll, uh, they'll save face with a, uh, something that's going to knock it out of the park. So I'll wrap up with this. Jeep, stimulate my imagination. Here, here. Until then, if you've got a news tip response to any one of our stories, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Be our jeeper on the street, our man on the street as it will, and uh, and let us know what you're seeing out there in the headlines and, and Jeep stories that we should be talking about, stuff like that. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out and engage with the show. I want to mention really quick here, speaking of uh, man on the street or woman on the street, uh, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys, which we'll hear here uh, in uh, our voicemail, voicemail tonight. Uh, is going out to Easter Jeep Safari, and he's going to be donning a uh, Jeep Talk Show polo, red polo shirt. Nice. And handing out Jeep Talk Show stickers and That's business awesome. cards. So wow. Bob, did a, you, Bob. Bob did a yeah. lot for us to get uh, um, recent interviews between him and Chris, and uh, actually uh, has a video up with Greg Henderson and the, uh, the YJL at SEMA. Uh, I think it's a, a series of videos. Uh, that, uh, that he has. I'll have to grab that and stick it in the show notes so uh, yeah, uh, we can have that where people can find it because sure. uh, it's great seeing the YJL. It's great seeing uh, Greg and it's uh, uh, fun seeing Bob uh, ask uh, Greg uh, questions and of course seeing the YJL. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, the 4x4 Radio Network has been around for, geez, I think we're knocking on the door of a decade now almost and in that time, uh, well, We've created pretty much the one-stop shop for all of the world's best off-roading podcasts, and they're all in one place. You can get to it for absolutely free, no sign-up required. You get shows like the On the Trail podcast, the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, even Trail Chasers, and of course, the world-famous Jeep Talk Show is there as well. 
lots of great off-road shows, something for everybody, regardless of what kind of flavor of off-roader they are. Be sure to tell a friend about the 4x4 Radio Network. Go check it out right now. That's 4, the number 4 rather, the letter X, the number 4, and radionetwork.com. That's 4x4 radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, newbie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, are you excited to get wheeling again now that spring is officially here? I know lots of... (laughs) I know I am. I know lots of Jeepers are still wheeling through winter, some of us through snow and cold, while others have a drier climate and can wheel all year long. Well, whether you wheel part-time or all the time, it's a great time to do a thorough inspection on all your gear and supplies to make sure you aren't missing anything. Things get used or borrowed from time to time, and it's a good time to check everything. Kind of like your smoke detectors in your house. Change the batteries each time the time changes to make sure they work when you need them. Well, this is no different. I covered this topic in episode 475 last year, and it's worth repeating. Here are some things to check and make sure you have your tools, gear, supplies, and items you may need for the trail before you get out there. Checking to make sure all your gear is in your Jeep and hasn't walked away or were used on your buddy's vehicle and didn't get replaced or returned to your toolbox like that 10 millimeter socket. Socket just kind of makes good sense. So double check your recovery gear bag. Do you have your soft shackles or D-rings, toe straps, snatch block, and gloves? Did your kinetic rope get used way too much and needs replacing? How's your winch line? Have you inspected it for frays and tears? How about a wrench or a pliers to get the D-ring apart and off your bumper? And is the bag easily accessible? It may have gotten thrown to the back or under lots of other stuff. It happens when you wheel. Stuff gets used and misplaced all the time. How's your toolkit? Is it complete? Did you replace those nuts or bolts you used on your buddy's Jeep? Did you hear about a must-have item on one of our segments and you need to add it to your Jeep? Or maybe you need to refill on zip ties, wire, or that 10 millimeter socket. Are you sure you actually have all that on board? Well, another one is to make sure your first aid kit and trauma kit are fully stocked. Maybe the kids took some band-aids or they played doctor with the gauze and tape. Double check you have everything in your kits and check the expiration dates on ointments and bandages. Yes, they do expire. Now, do you check your fire extinguisher once a year to make sure it's fully charged? And how about checking the batteries in that flashlight? Don't forget to add spare batteries too. And for those 4XE drivers out there, what service or maintenance do the batteries require? Look at your owner's manual for that answer. We wouldn't want to get out in the have you get out in the deep woods and have your battery fail because you needed a charge or whatever you might have needed. And another thing, check your tire pressure. Altitude, weather, and sitting around can change the pressures. You may need to air up a bit before hitting the road. Another thing to think about is how about your water and toilet paper? That's mountain money to us in the mountains. Along with other necessities. Double check the maps you have on board. Did the kids get bored while you made a repair and use the maps for a fun crayon fest? Or did you run out of mountain money and, well, the maps were handy? So before you go out, make sure you have the maps or GPS tools you need should you find yourself wandering aimlessly and need a little guidance. And don't forget chargers for your electronic devices too. No matter where your wheeling takes you this year, make sure you do some checking to verify your equipment you had last year is still there this year. Or take some time to add things you may have needed before and didn't have. And as always, wheel with a buddy or two. Between all of you, I'm sure someone has a tool you need. Hopefully. 
<laughs> so guys, what else would you add to this checklist just for checking the Jeep out before you wheel out the spring? This is one of those slippery slopes because, I mean, a list of this sort can include all kinds of things. And it's just, it's just sort of one of those things where, you know, how long do we want to make this? How much time do you got? I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had to keep it short. But how much but room do you have? And uh, exactly. is, it, is this worth buying that trailer, that tow, tow trailer, <laughs> that, so you can make sure you have every living thing under the sun uh, all there with you? But the, I think the, the big takeaway here is, is checking things before you get out and, and not waiting until, you know, five minutes before you're supposed to be going to bed the, the, the night before. And it's like, oh, maybe I should check to make sure all my stuff's in order. You know, yeah. no, I mean, you know, obviously there are those times where it's an impromptu wheeling trip. Your, your buddy gets off work early on your day off and you just so happen to, you know, be available and make it up to a trail in time to, to get some afternoon wheeling in. Um, you know, those kind of things, situations, well, you know, to scramble and, and last minute, all that sort of stuff. That's one thing. But if you've got a big trip coming up, like, you know, a trip to Moab or something like that, you're going to go to Easter Jeep Safari. You want to make sure that everything's there. Now, obviously, you know, a trip of that caliber is going to have a lot of planning that goes into it. But nonetheless, you know, I, I think just a trip to your local park is going to uh, require or, or would, you know, beg to have you go through just as much due diligence um, for a trip like that than you would for, you know, a trip uh, of uh, epic proportions. So, I mean, if you're going to go through it, you might as well do it. And, and doing it before is always better than, well, getting out there and, and realizing you don't have what you need. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, ideally, if the world was perfect and everything went according to plan, if you ran out of something like toilet paper or the maps didn't work for your area or whatever you needed, you would just make a list. And then each time you finished each run, you would have that list and then you could replace the things. I can tell you from somebody who wheels all the time, that ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> just because you're out having fun. You're enjoying your time. You're enjoying the experience. Who gives a rat if you run out of something? You know what? You'll figure it out later. So I think well, just a good little tip, you know, once a year, make sure you have things that you thought you had. Well, there's also that, that, you know, you're running on adrenaline because your buddy's Jeep just rolled or, you know, yeah. somebody wrote, you know, had an <laughs> epic failure of a drive line out on the trail or something like that. And it's scramble, scramble, scramble to swap out a U-joint and, right. you know, a socket might may get misplaced. A uh, hammer may end up in somebody else's Jeep or yeah, tools, something, tools get something like yeah. that. Right. Tools get lost. Things get misplaced. You know, you mm -hmm. throw everything back into the back because, okay, there's a, there's 10 other rigs behind us. We've got to get going. Exactly. And you don't reload yeah. as it were. And, and so it's, it's you know, you get back out there, you get home, you're dirty, you're tired. You're well, tired. I'll deal with that tomorrow. Yeah. And all the kids sudden, need to get fed. Yeah. Yeah. Two months has gone by and it's time to wheel again and everything is right where it was when you left it or so you thought. <laughs> and who knows where everything is at now? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Besides, there's maintenance. If, you, if you've used your stuff outside, uh, maybe you didn't wipe things off. Well, you got some mud that's in the tool bag and now half your tools are rusted. You know, yeah. so I mean, there's, there's lots of things that can go wrong and you don't know about it until you go through like what Wendy was talking about here and kind of go through your list as it were and make sure that everything is in place. Yeah. I, I just think it's a good idea, just especially newbies. Maybe you're new to, to wheeling. Just make it part of a regular plan, maybe twice a year, double check some of those things, especially your first aid stuff. If you've had to lend out band-aids or bandages or gosh forbid something worse, you need to make sure that stuff has been replaced for sure. So I still well, want to know what happens to the first aid stuff when it sits out in the, the hot uh, for, you know, hours and hours and perhaps months during the summer months. Uh, it's 
it's inside a vehicle, hopefully, not out. No, no, I understand that, but the, the heating and the cooling and the heating and the cooling, I don't know if that, I, I guess it's not an issue because, you know, uh, there's medical kits in the war and that would be probably be a yeah. more hostile environment. Than 140 else. degrees, yeah. I, I just wonder if that uh, means that you've got to replace the stuff because it's great to have medical supplies, but if they're not worth a damn, then that would be a, a usually would be a hor- horrible time to find out. It would it's, be. And also, like what Josh and I have talked about in the past, too, make sure you know how to use some of that stuff. It's not oh, just a band-aid that's we're not talking required. about. Just having it is the most important thing. It's <laughs> like having, it? a, having a fire extinguisher. Check. Do you know how to use it? <laughs> and, well, and no, but I have no, it. <laughs> but there's instructions on the outside. I yeah, could do it then, right? Yeah, just read it real quick. It's all right. <laughs> Honey, oh, come here. I, we're going to practice a tracheotomy real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring your I pen. never have to do that on the trail, but still. <laughs> Let me see how this Israeli bandage works on you. Yeah, okay. No, but uh, seriously, things like you're right. Things like tourniquets, uh, an Israeli bandage, you know, uh, anything like that. Uh, even uh, uh, clotting compounds and, and yes. stuff like that. You know, I mean, if you have the opportunity to uh, to, to practice, to test, to try, do it uh, because yeah. familiarity is is going to be the key to to using things in the case of an emergency. Yeah, I you mean, know, training I, is really important so that it'll just be boom, boom, boom. You know exactly what to do, and you don't really have yeah. to think about it whenever you're in a stressful situation. That's right. Well, and I think just one point I want to make on this list is that if you're new to jeeping, and let's say that your jeep has been sitting for a couple of months because of winter for whatever reason, you really do need to check that tire pressure because people will be amazed at how it does change and adapt depending on your elevation, depending on what's happening with the weather. Um, and that could mean the difference of a smooth ride or having problems on the, on the trail. So I just want to point that one out too. Super important. Good stuff. Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I'm always eager to hear what you guys have to say. And if you want some other ideas and suggestions, if you're new to Jeeping, check out the YouTube channel at Trails411. There's lots of great information for you. She's not lying. She is very eager. I, I, often I get three or four messages a day. Tony, have you heard anything? Has anybody uh, had any ideas for the uh, for my segment? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> she wants to hear from you. Seriously. Yes. Hey, Tony, Josh, Tammy, Wendy. This is Bob. It's two cheap cheap guys. I just wanted to give a heads up uh, for anybody in the Denver area on Saturday at 9 o'clock, the Jeeps in Java is having their annual coat drive and spring meetup at the Bout Time Pub and Grub. They're going to meet up there and then make a caravan to the mission to donate any coats or clothes that are brought in. So if anybody in the Denver area wants to go out and see a bunch of cool Jeeps, have a cup of coffee, and participate in a good cause, that's the Jeep and Java annual coat drive this Saturday. Thanks, guys. We'll see you in the Zoom room tonight. That's great. And those That's uh, those charity awesome, things Bob. are wonderful. Yeah, thanks for calling yeah, in, Bob. What a great idea for jackets. I mean, that is a really good idea. And if you guys have uh, anything that you would like to get out on the show, just because Bob is uh, part of the Zoom room and has gotten us interviews, doesn't give him special privileges. He just called in a voicemail like you can, too. The only thing I'll tell you is, is that uh, it's uh, we recommend that you uh, call in at least two to three weeks before the event. So you can get maximum exposure because not, you know, it's, this is the shows are on demand and people will download it whenever. 
Uh, we're hoping to change that uh, to have them download it more often with, uh, well, I'll, I'll just mention some regular giveaways. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be part of the giveaways if you wait uh, 30 days to download the show. <laughs> so, But uh, give it two or three weeks before the event, and uh, I think you'll, you'll get better penetration in the market. Ooh, see, I'm starting to talk like an actual wait. show host. <laughs> wait a minute here. Uh, what are we talking about? Marketing type person. <laughs> Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. Tony, uh, I have to derail you for just a second because ooh. you. Oh no! I, I have a mute button. I can just do it like this. <laughs> now you're <laughs> now you're muted. No derailing. No apology necessary. I actually muted him. <laughs> You did? Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. I was going to say. You I have the power. You mentioned the word penetration, and I can't help but think of, uh, of uh, there, there actually is a, a, a profession uh, that goes under the title penetration specialist. And it has I, I that saw the movie uh, American Gigolo. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Speaking of I mean, you can't you can't put gigolo on your business cards. <laughs> and I have, and I will. I know about derailing here, don't I? <laughs> Sorry, folks, we're still talking about jeeps. I promise. <laughs> Back to you. It. Back I, to I've, you. My, I've gone down my rabbit. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's way down the rabbit hole. He's so far gone, we can't see him. I'm sorry, Josh. I feel bad now. I don't, but it sounds good to say. So, <laughs> do you guys remember when I ordered the uh, the, the the Gladiator to be built? Now, I, I, I like to I like to make sure that people understand. I didn't go down and say, "Yeah, I'll take that one." Yeah, no, you ordered it. You I, had it I built. looked around. I went, "Nah, none of these are none of these are up to the Jeep Talk Show specs." Uh-huh. These are the specs that I want, and they. Okay. Well, I was going to say because there was uh, several weeks, three or four weeks uh, ahead of the purchase or ahead of the ordering, I should say, where there was a lot of discussion and research, yes. and that's right, and stuff going back and forth about should I go this route, should I go that route, what if I do this, and you know, so there was there was a lot uh, that went into this. I don't buy Jeeps very often, and <clears throat> and buying new Jeeps, I've only bought two new Jeeps. One was a Cherokee in ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety eight. It's a ninety eight model. Uh, and uh, the Gladiator. So uh, I want to make sure I have the right Jeep. Uh, I don't know that the Gladiator will, will, will have that for 25 years, but you never know. You might as well get something that uh, that you that you really want. So mm-hmm. I, I, I do remember, and I think I remember from the beginning that uh, there was a feature with the, the 2021 uh, Jeep Talk Show Gladiator that uh, it would let you know when you had filled your tires to whatever the proper PSI uh, was whatever you had set or some magic that happens with the computer by honking the horn. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it has tire pressure sensors uh, and a computer, so I figured it must be pretty easy uh, and, and to have a, a neat feature that's uh, you know if nothing else looks good on the the sheet of uh, uh, of all the features that it has the build sheet if you would. So uh, the you now keep in mind that all the stuff off-roading stuff or even this the day-to-day stuff i had it in my cherokee because i've been driving it uh, daily for uh, 23 years 24 years and uh, i <laughs> so when i went off-road uh I, I had just moved some of the bare essentials you know like uh, the controller for the winch and uh, a dampening sure. blan- blanket uh you know maybe an oil type thing or another or something uh some uh some uh, shop towels you know so that you could check the oil 
And uh, but the tire pressure gauge wasn't one of the things that I moved over. What? Yeah. So <laughs> on my first trip to Hidden Falls in the Gladiator, I, I, I did an air down and expected that uh, I could just hear the horn honk during the air up, you know, after a day of wheeling. Right. It didn't work. What and I'm, I'm like, well, what the hell? This thing is supposed to have that, that yeah. thing, that notification that tells I you. I paid for this feature. Where yeah, is it? Where is it? So, and I found myself without a tire pressure gauge, <laughs> I had to run around to the driver's side and look at the display, you know, the, the, the display that's right in front of the driver and yep. have it on the display that shows the, the tire pressure. And that's how I, I had to fill up the tires is I would fill it up a little bit, run over there, and then you kind of get a feel for how much air you put in because it, it differs depending on the compressor you're using. Uh, and I had run around and I'd check it and yeah, there it is. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's two PSI over, screw it. Uh, and then I'd move on to the next tire. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, it, you know, it, it's no big deal. It worked out just fine. And I got a little exercise, which is always a good thing. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> Breathing heavily. <laughs> so, not immediately, because this isn't a feature that I was super uh, stoked to use, but I bought it, so I might as well find out how to use it. So, I did a little digging around, and I found that Jeep calls the horn honk notification tire fill assist. I also found out that you have to turn it on each time you want to use it. What? Yeah. And I was conf- kind of- I was confused about that. But tire pressure changes as you're driving, depending on uh, the environment and tire heating as you're driving okay. down the road. Yes. So you potentially could get into a road rage incident <laughs> if the, the Jeep was just hot. No, I'm sorry. It's just tire fill assist. It's not you. <laughs> it's not you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, you know, no more warning shots. That's all right. So, um, they, you have to turn it on each time you want to use it. So, on your center display, uh, the 8.4 inch in my case, you see what I did there? I had to throw in that I have the 8.4 inch Yeah, I see that, yeah. Display. Uh, you click on apps, and you go to the second screen of apps, and you'll see uh, select tire fill alert with a tire and a check mark. But you can't select the damn thing. WTF. That's just frustrating. So, did I just not have it enabled? Do I need to buy me uh, some sort of aftermarket thing to enable this feature that I thought came with my Jeep? Uh-huh. Well, the answer to that is no. You just have to find something else to check first. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, that was the confusing part to Wait, me. What? Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. So this, you have to go to settings. This feature is dependent on another feature. Yeah. Well, here, here I'll tell you. Uh, all you have to do is go over to settings. And then safety and driving assistance. I, I guess tire fill would be safety and not really driving assistance. But anyway, huh. when you get on that screen, and we'll have these these images that I have up of these screens in our show notes, and of course our hosts can see those screens now. Um, you'll on on the driving and safety assistance screen, you'll see hill start assist, which I need to look up. I, mean, I can guess what it is, but that maybe that'll be another uh, uh, gladiator segment. Uh, you'll see heel start assist and tire fill assist. You'll want to check the tire fill assist. Now you can go back to apps, the second page, and tire fill alert, which you will now be able to select. (laughs) So, Can I just say that? That's a bunch of bullshit. Okay, sorry. I mean, what? I don't know why you have to do two screens. I mean, two I separate hate screens. Technology. I mean, and it's it, it's apps and settings, so it's not like it's yes. all under apps. You have to go two different places. Oh man! And uh, I I don't know that I don't know why. I'm sure there's a logical reason for this. Uh, I'm sure it involves uh, reprogramming and uh, and money. So now you have it uh, enabled, 
and you will <laughs> so now that it's selectable the the tire fill alert screen you can select the psi for the front pair or the rear pair on your gladiator Ooh. so not individually okay. But the front or rear tires, and I would assume that is, you know, it's a truck, so you may be towing something, and sure. you, may, you may need more or less uh, t- uh, air pressure uh, in the rear tires, depending on, you know, the situation. So once you get to that screen, you'll see, like, a, an overview of your Gladiator, and it will show you the, the, the tire pressure setting uh, that you can raise or lower for this horn alert to go off. Below that, you will see a buttons apply, save, uh, I'm sorry, apply and save presets, and a preset button. So this thing's like a freaking radio where you can save stations. Uh, and I, I did. I have not researched this, but I believe what this means is if you have a like if, if you're going to be doing your standard towing and you want the air pressure to be a certain way, you go mm-hmm. to that preset. Uh, and, and more on that uh, later. But uh, so you set your your tire pressure, and now it's only going to let you set the maximum air pressure that your Jeep comes from uh, set in, in from the factory. So you're going to need to get the the what is it the J scan or the the, uh, the 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 Taser Mini so that you can change your air pressure settings because mm-hmm. by the factory it, you can't set the max uh, the default uh, max and, and low uh, side of things. So anyway, I, I have that and I have mine set to 35 psi. So on the screen that you guys will see is it, it, they're both the, the 35. So now with this thing on, uh, you should be able to go and fill up the tires and it will alert you when it hits 35 PSI. And, I, and I'm sure, I think some of the, the, some of the things I've heard is, uh, well, you know, how, how uh, accurate are those uh, tire pressure sensors that are in the tires? What if it's 37? You know, I'm driving home and the, if, it's, if it's one or two PSI different between the front tires, I don't think that that's a major deal. Now, if it's 14 PSI on both front tires, driving home at 70 miles an hour might be a major deal. Might, just a little bit. Yeah. So, I'm not concerned about that, and I will know more. I mean, I've been using it anyway, and there hasn't been any tire failures. I mean, I've been I've been using the, the dash for fill-ups. I do have a tire pressure gauge now, so, you know, no, when, when, so save when those was, cards and letters. When I was with you at the Hidden Falls event uh, this last September uh, in 2021, and you were using this this feature, I don't remember the horn honk going, but I remember I didn't set using, it. I didn't know how to set it. Yeah, I remember you using the the dash and and the basically the gauge on the dash and and the numbers and as they would fill up and and, and stuff like that. And I thought that we were checking that with uh, tire gauges, and I remember it being. I, I thought within one psi. I mean, I thought it, it was relatively accurate. Yeah, it's somebody. That I mean, somebody brought up the concern. I'm not concerned about it because I think they are yeah. accurate. They're accurate enough. Accurate enough, I think is yeah. the, is the key here. It's now, the yeah. always trust but verify. Always mm-hmm. trust but verify. Now, Tony, I had a I had a question um, about this that that may be on the mind of other people. And when you say you gotta you gotta you know select this each time you want to use it, I'm assuming that this entire feature tree is then reset. Uh, with every key cycle. So the, th- the important part that I mentioned here, and you're right, and I thought about this as I was going through here, uh, through this, uh, this uh, story, you have to put the, uh, the Jeep in run. You have to put the Gladiator in the, the run. Don't, you don't need to start it. You just need to have it in the run uh, position. So you press the, 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 the button that goes to, uh, I guess it would be accessory, is, is basically the same thing. Like where you have the key on, not accessory, when you have the key uh, in run position in the older Jeeps. So you press the button uh, twice and with your foot off of the, the brake 
So once you have it in the run position, now you can do all these these settings, and it will stay in effect as long as it the the the, the gladiators in the run. You go to start it or you turn it off. It, it that means this feature is turned off. So you'll have. But what to go about the presets? The, Would they stay, or do you have to keep doing presets each time? One can only hope, Wendy, because <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> the idea of having to go to two separate screens to turn this thing on, and now you have to redo the pr- the presets every time. Get it. I'm pretty sure that it <laughs> saves the Not presets. Not going to be used exactly. So People would say an hour. the button says apply and save presets. So. <laughs> I, I realized what it said, but I'm just curious. No, no, I'm not saying that's what it says, and it does. I just said that's what it says. So I think that there's a, a certain amount of uh, expectation there that uh, Jeep has set. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool. Is it a big thing? Is it the reason to buy a Gladiator? Oh, hell no. And and I was having some hard time finding uh, what, uh, what actual Jeeps and what years have this feature. I think it is a 2020 and newer Jeep JL, JLUs, and JTs. Uh, it's also in the 4XEs, because I talked about it last week, yep, where I right. saw that. And that was, they both, those Jeeps were bought last year. Um, oh. But I will I will just say one thing. When you're airing up, and that honk goes off, you know, the, oh. the hood's open, and you are standing right there, it's not fun. I can tell you that. When you're back behind the Jeep or you're beside the Jeep, the honk doesn't bother you, but it's pretty loud. Well, I guess the only reason the hood would be open would be if you have an overheating problem, you, do, you don't want the thing to sit in there running idle without no. some air. Well, if, you, if or if you have an air like, compressor under the hood. If you're using like a, a Viair, you right. have the hood up because but you're attached to the battery. In my that. case, yeah. I did not have to have the hood open for anything because I was using the air at Hidden Falls. So, But it's still, it's, it's still something that's going to be loud and, and scary. Whenever it is, you know, yeah, because you're not expecting it. So that's maybe so. That what was you do is you you fill up the tire and you're holding the the, the filler upper on the uh, the one hand, and the other hand you put your finger in your ear. And if you get a friend, they can <laughs> stick their finger in your other ear. Just a thought. <laughs> I would think that sometime in the near future there will be a programming feature to where you can reduce the voltage going to the horn or or something in the in the to sense to to sort of mute it or to change its tone or to make it somewhat softer so that it's not a full blast horn honk yeah. Uh, yeah. When, when it's off. It's, well, just think, if you have a, just think if you have an air horn set up and you've got a switch where you can go between the standard, yeah. the standard horn. Oh, gosh. Oh, the tires are full. Hey, yeah, hey, got, hey Johnny, go, go fill up the tires. It'll honk at you whenever the tire's full. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or, right here. Or it's better fun. yet, I mean, be able to set it up where it gives just gives you a verbal notification like, oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> right there that's it that's the spot or better yet get josh from a previous show uh yes. put, put in the wave file where he goes oh slower <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh let us know do you use your tire fill assist uh, do you give a damn if it has a tire fill assist uh i mean you know uh, an air pressure gauge is uh it works wonders and uh, I, I was gonna say you know the amount of time and effort the calories that were burnt in figuring yes. all of this out well you know i would have gone down to the, I, the i'm parts with you josh yeah. 99 air shot you know air, air gauge but i mean, but, I mean <laughs> like we were out there and i didn't have one did you bring one with you did you load it up in your luggage to fly on the plane it's with the 
I have his job. I, tie, I know. I'm not going to say I didn't have one, but Tony's job to be the checklist, Tony. Come on. But I'm but saying I did, have, I did have quite a few things in that backpack. But I'm yeah. saying I went out there to to go off road. I, I I aired down, and I there were ways of me getting aired back up and have a, a good idea of what the, the tire pressure was. But running around to the driver's area, and, and if I got to press a couple of buttons and it honks at me, oh, that's great. It's a great feature. Yeah. Uh, Let's but, see how but, it goes when you finally get it figured out. I'm curious. You'll have to update us on another episode. Yeah. When I, Did I'll, you like the honk or not? <laughs> yeah. 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 So you might have to make a special trip out to Hidden Falls here in the next, upcoming weeks just to try this out. Let's <laughs> try it out. <laughs> I can always break out the air compressor here. Now, uh, the question I will leave you with that I have to answer during my next tire pressure change is, will the Jeep honk at me for airing down as well as airing up? You'll have Good to question. find... <laughs> Find this out on a future episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for how many years now, and I figure I'd time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out, and and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes. You know, just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you give back just a little bit? Oh yes, and we've had uh, several uh, paid subscribers here recently, uh, so we really appreciate that because we have an upcoming event that uh, we're going to need to be using some of that. Uh, uh, who am I kidding? All of it because it's not that much. All <laughs> the event. So uh, if you haven't already heard about it, June fourth, Hidden. Uh, uh, I always want to see Hidden Valley. Damn it. Uh, Hidden Falls Adventure Park. Ranch on the brains. <laughs> ranch is exactly what he's thinking of. Ranch and, and what? Fr- French fries dipped in ranch? Dipping dippin sauce. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so uh, we're going to be doing that on June 4th. And the illustrious uh, Chuck, Killer of Cows, is going to be coming down in his 18 wheeler and <laughs> menagerie. <laughs> It's he's the not best. a killer of cows. He's a rancher. That's what, but I mean, that's, that's kind of the, I mean, he's a paid killer. So there, there you go. So anyway, uh, Chuck's going to be coming down with his menagerie. I just said it right the first time, damn it. Uh, and uh, you, you do not want to miss this. And it's going to include a slaughtered cow. Not, not, oh, at, not at the event. It'll be pre-slaughtered oh, at pre-cooked. Man. So this isn't I was, any I was kind of a uh, satanic ritual, or but I mean, if we could get more followers, no, 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 no it'd be a bad thing. <laughs> I don't know. Podcast and YouTube, we could do it. I did it for the subscriptions. I swear. <laughs> exactly. Yep, you're not getting in the gate. Uh, that's I don't. I've heard this how many times? How many? <laughs> how long was this show on? You know, I can't believe there's there many people coming to the pearly gate with the same damn excuse. Oh, did I say damn? I'm sorry. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And I got to tell you, I just bought my first set of Nexon Rodian MTs, uh, 33 inch. And I ordered a set of 10 ounce counteract balancing beads. So uh, I'll let you know how they work out. I also got a comment to say about Isaac, the guest that's uh, in Uh the Zoom room. Oh, no. Who uh, makes signs out of old pallet wood and laser beams. Uh, <laughs> come on, man. You got access to a laser beam and your first thought is, hey, I think I'll make a sign. <laughs> uh, get with me. I've got some plans for world domination that I think will fit in nicely. But that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you that 
You know, a lot of gunfights could have been avoided in the Old West if they just made towns big enough for everybody. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. You have a good one. Bye. This town isn't big enough for the two Yeah, of us. I, I get so that. I if, know. If, it's like, if you didn't heck? catch that. Yeah. <laughs> now, how many people thought he was going with uh, laser beams on sharks? Well, I actually thought he was going to offer a, a tin hat. <laughs> well, a, a tin hat or aluminum foil Oil. will, will Oil reflect hat. the, yes, the laser. The lasers. Yeah, it'd be perfect. <laughs> You know, I, I want to take this this moment right here to personally apologize to Isaac, who I, uh, <laughs> I, I seems like a good guy. Yeah, you know? I haven't dropped the ball like this on the show in in, in quite a while. So uh, the uh, the first uh, initial release of, of of the show, the uh, the show notes image for that with with his image on it, I called him Jake. Completely foobarred his name. Yeah, not even close. So, a bit of inside baseball here, background of the show. Uh, I, I, I get the list of all the Zoom people uh, that are in the meeting for our Campfire Side Chat segment. So, Josh, when you see the name Not Jake, yeah, no, <laughs> you will know there, that there's, that there's is Isaac. Things, there are two things in this world I will never live down. It's uh, Jake is Isaac, Isaac is Jake, and John Cigar. Those are the two things that I will never yeah. live down. Going to be with you forever, and and and, and uh, just like fraud, uh, fraud uh, said, not fraud. fraud what's his name? Fraud, fraud, fraud. The the psychologist, Freudian, Freudian. Freud. Just like oh the Freudian God. thing. Sometimes the cigar is just a cigar because we're actually talking about cigars here when he says John cigar. Yeah. So <laughs> you'll notice that, and uh, but people have been having a lot of fun with it. And of course, I did the fix on the the image that you had done that we put in the show notes for Very the episode. Professional, I might and, have. And it was it was the equivalent to us doing the Thursday thing that we've talked about in the past, where we just randomly instead of re-recording the promo, we just put Thursday over the the day of the week that we were going to be recording <laughs> the show. So if you don't if you don't like half ass, you won't like this show. <laughs> Alexa. Ask the Jeep Talk Show to play the latest episode. Welcome. You can listen to all the episodes of Jeep Talk Show, a Jeep podcast, including new episodes, as they are released. For now, you'll start with the most recent episode, but you can change by skipping forward or backward. You can even say how many episodes you'd like to skip. I'm, I'm a little bummed. Uh, we have uh, just one more campfire side chat to go, and uh, that uh, that segment will be retired. Wow. Yeah, it's not often we retire a segment here on the show, but every so often, every couple few years or so, we do a little reformatting, and, and things get switched up, moved around, or uh, or completely removed altogether. Or killed so on the altar for uh, sacrifice for more downloads. <laughs> well, I, mean, I remember uh, the days of electrical and audio tips, and uh, that that got kind of transformed into tech talk. And uh, oh, we uh, had we, a, we had a Wrangler talk segment uh, that uh, that uh, went away. Oh, Jeep weather, which I personally thought was really, really a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I like that one too. And it was you know, done, and it was done very well by one of our contributors. Uh, but uh, not a not a segment winner. So I guess it was just to you know, do you like hearing national weather where they show you the whole map? <laughs> And you go, ah, I can just watch local and find out exactly what's gonna, not going to, may or may not happen uh, at my well, house. We, uh, <laughs> a popular segment that uh, that we decided to get rid of anyways, uh, like the Amazon You Bought What, that yep. was, uh, we rolled that for years. Well, they uh, were rat bastards, so they, that, and in yeah. a bad way, and they, they had to be removed. 
<laughs> so no, it's just all part of the natural progression of the show. It doesn't mean that we're uh, we're getting rid of all of our Zoom people or not. You're not going to be able to be a part of the show anymore. Uh, it's just that uh, that part of the show is, I guess, being uh, permanently moved to uh, to a whole. Well, new we we've been doing the roundtable so, episode so, for yeah. a number of weeks now, and uh, it's uh, it's really the campfire side chat uh, campfire side chat segment on steroids because it's all Zoom people all the time. That's right. Good times, too. Good stuff. Well, and on this uh, second to the last episode of uh, Campfire Side Chat on on, uh, this form of the Jeep Talk Show, I am going to ask a question uh, that you, the listener, can be a part of in answering and uh, how you'd like to do that, how you can do that. We'll let you know uh, how to get in on the very last Campfire Side Chat of the Jeep Talk Show here uh, right after this. Uh, But for now, I'm going to ask the question, what is your biggest on-the-trail pet peeve? And on the trail is important here. We all have pet peeves that uh, that get to us, people driving like idiots, stuff like that. But there's certain things that only happen out on the trail that just grind your gears. I want to know what that is. What is the one thing that gives you trail rage more than anything else? And we're going to go through uh, the Jeepers that are around the campfire tonight. We've got a decent list. I'm going to call on Steve first and foremost. Steve, what is the one thing that gives you trail rage more than anything else? The guy who won't shut up on the radio. Oh, the GMRS or CB, or yeah, or, yeah, or leaves it, it keyed, or or leaves it keyed and oh, doesn't get on off it. of it, right? Yeah, they're sitting on it. That I agree with yep. you on that. That's it. Yep. I haven't had too much experience with that. I guess most of the people I wheel with are are uh, you know courtesy cur- have some mic courtesy, if you will, uh, and they uh, I guess they're not yappers on the uh, on the old CB microphone or GMRS or whatever it is. So. Uh, but nonetheless, that that's that's okay. I I definitely know what you're saying. There is there's been times where wheeling with somebody who thought that they needed to uh, give us a full historical rundown of the Tillamook <laughs> State Forest. Yeah. Like, if you look to your left, you will see a rock that There's I threw up sorts on. Sorts of that. Sorts <laughs> of that. Just shut up know? and wheel. We want to enjoy they're, the they're scenery. Talk, they're talking about their whole day and you're just like, what happened yeah. yesterday? I'm like, what the hell does it have to do with the trail? Nothing. Just, yes. Stop. <laughs> so, yeah, when you get a little too yappy on the, on, it's like, no, I'm I'm trying to listen to the motor. I'm trying to listen to the birds. I'm trying to listen to you know yeah. something else. Trail, you know, I don't need to hear you the, yapping on, like, on the, and on. The peace and quiet is what I'm listening for. That's what listening to the Jeep talk show is for. Breaker one so nine. How about a radio check? Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> that's the fourth time this hour. Come on. Uh, moving on to uh, Bill. Bill A from Texas. I'm assuming. Bill, what is your biggest on the trail pet peeve? Um, I guess just when there's other drivers, drivers are just, that are just being inconsiderate. Like, I mean, we were out at Hidden Falls this weekend and, you know, we were next to this other guy and he decides he's going to do full burnout and, you know, the dust is pretty bad out there and I got the, the windows off and, you know, and oh. next thing you know, I got this giant cloud of dust, just, you know, just eating dust. or I've had where you're yeah. sitting out there, you're trying to eat lunch or something and your sandwich turns into a sandwich, like a really interesting <laughs> So. I don't know, just that type of behavior, you know. It's yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it for Bug sure. Me. No, that's that's a good one. Bob, two cheap Jeep guys. We heard from Bob on our voicemail a little on a voicemail a little earlier. Uh, thanks for that, Bob, and and thanks in advance for what you're about to be doing for us uh, at the Easter Jeep Safari. Uh, but in the meantime, Bob, tell us about what grinds your gears out on the trail. Uh, seeing people who don't pick up their garbage. 
Booyah. Oh, man. Seriously. Oh, seeing, them, seeing them litter on, you know, on purpose. He's watching oh. a beer can go flying out the side of a Jeep, and it, it's usually not a Jeep. It's usually a Toyota. But, but nonetheless, it, it's, it's, <laughs> that kind of, it's that kind of behavior. I'm, I'm with it you is. there, Bob. That is, that is one thing that will get my, uh, my blood, mm-hmm. blood boiling faster than just about anything else. Have you, have you seen examples of that recently, Bob? Uh, we wheeled with a group where it happened, and we haven't wheeled with them since. Uh, we we weren't a good fit for their group or <laughs> actually no that's happened that happens yeah that happens more than you think uh, I mean, just because you know you're out there with uh, fellow jeepers doesn't mean that uh, everybody's personality is is, is going to click uh, you you'd like to think that it would but there are some bad apples in every bunch and well you're not friends with everybody for a reason the people are different yeah that's true that's true. Chip, what do you got to say about this? What's something that uh, gets underneath your skin when you're out on the trail? I guess it's the the Jeeps that you come up on or, or off-road vehicles. It could be side-by-sides. It could be whomever. But they stop in the middle of the trail um, and don't have any consciousness or awareness that somebody's coming up behind them to make any efforts to move. Just a couple weeks ago, I was wheeling. I come up, and there's a group that's just stopped and they're just out of their jeeps talking and carrying on a conversation so i looked at the bypass they'd actually pulled around and blocked the bypass too so that they could just park next to each other uh. and just sit there carrying a conversation for you know and i'm sitting back there patiently waiting finally i get out of my jeep and walk up saying hey can i get by but just when they block the trails another another example of that we were in moab we were going up top of the world and we we're about halfway up and there was a group behind us that was just going quite a bit faster than us. So to be courteous, we all jockeyed off to the side to let them get around us. Nice. They went around. They went around us, and we were trying to be polite because we were we were just enjoying ourselves and crawling along. Yeah. Sure. We get up to the top. We get up to the top, and the, their ten jeeps had filled the whole top area. They set up picnic tables and were having lunch oh and blocked us off from getting out. <laughs> so it was like, okay, we were really courteous, and then we got burnt. Yeah, it's like, come on, oh, guy. I hate that. Yeah, that's just that here. That's nice. That's not you know, cool. I, I, I'm, I'm getting a lot of similarities here between uh, off-road uh, fun and going grocery shopping. So, because <laughs> <laughs> somebody's setting, setting they got, up, you know, ten, ten carts in the middle of the aisle. I got well, there's, yeah. there's two people Car blocking the aisle, having a conversation. <laughs> yes, all the time. Oh my God! For the you know, or got a diagonal across the damn uh, aisle. It's just come on, man. I, I actually, I actually enjoy making full contact, cart to cart contact <laughs> yeah. in, in these kinds of situations. I'm, I'm there so is no glad downside. There's no airbags in grocery carts because I, I will it. purposefully <laughs> give that a little, a little extra kind of ram and just oh, what? <laughs> Sorry, I must have bumped you a little bit there. Because you're a, in my way. What a great idea for a, a, a YouTube video. You, you tape you fun. take one of those air horns, little cans <laughs> with the air horn thing on it. You tape it to the cart. And then when you get in a situation like that, uh, <laughs> freaking grandma drops to the tile, full corner, right then and there. Oh, gosh. Oh, geez, sorry. I there, don't Gert. think you'd get charged for manslaughter. I think there'd be a, a the jury would say, oh, I hate when people block the aisle. Yeah, yeah exactly. Not You're good. Go home. <laughs> well, you post it on YouTube. It's, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. Andrew P. with us tonight. Andrew, give us something that grinds your gears when you're out on the trail. What really grinds my gears is when people ride your ass on an obstacle. 
that is oh, unnecessarily nice. close. Oh, it's yes. just amazing. And I'm and I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Especially when they don't know what they're doing behind you and they're riding uh, your ass. I already said I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I I'm with you there. I mean, I I I'm a strong proponent for keeping the person you know um, in your rearview mirror, that sort of thing. You know, being in the person in front of you's rearview mirror, staying in 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 line of sight, and all that sort of stuff. But there's definitely a point when it becomes too close, yeah. And and especially on obstacles. I mean, out on the trail, that's one thing. But if, if, you know, the trail starts getting difficult, that, that's one thing. But if there's an obstacle and it's like, this is the point of the trail. This is what the trail was named after. You know, this, mm -hmm. is, this is why we all came to this trail. And it's usually, you know, I mean, one would, uh, would think that tr common trail etiquette would dictate that it's one at a time. But no, you've got, you know, you've got two or three guys trying to all go through the obstacle at the same time, all taking different lines. And it's just like you know, somebody's gonna you know, run into somebody else here. Something bad's gonna happen, and it usually, oftentimes, than not, it, it it does. Something goes sideways, or somebody's vehicle goes sideways, and now all of a sudden, it's almost a three-way recovery, and and it's just a complete cluster f. It's a good one, Andrew. Good one. Let's hear from Dalton. Dalton, what you got? Uh, something that that really pees you off when you're out on the trail? Well, uh, I guess mine uh, as a father is uh, going out to a trail, and you're out there with your family, and seen a bunch of these stupid drunk people uh almost hit your kid oh i've seen it more than one dude nobody's uh, gonna get their ass beat uh yeah How do you keep cool, yeah man? i've That's seen on more than one occasion on the trails and uh that just it just boils my blood to no end especially with people like open having open containers in their jeeps or their off-road vehicles mm-hmm Look, I, I, I've said it here before. I'll say it again, man. Time and place. And out on the trail while you're wheeling is not the time to be drinking. Nope, when you're back not at camp, all. When you're back at the staging area, that, you know, that, that's a whole nother story. I will definitely crack them with you any day of the week. But when you're out wheeling, when you're out and you need to focus, you need to pay attention, you need to have your wits about you. Look, I'm all about having fun just as much as the next guy. But out on the trail is no place for an open container. Especially around kids. Dude, especially around kids. Come on. That is just a, a danger. That's a recipe for disaster right there. Dalton, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, more than once, especially. That, I mean, that, at that point, uh, I, I, I give you a lot of props and kudos for sticking with it and staying with the sport because I, I know people that would have been turned off so much to that point, they would have sold the rig and moved on to a different hobby. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the, uh, I'll just add this on there, and I don't mean to take too much of your time. Uh, no, no, but, not at all. You're good. Uh, uh, we I actually one of the uh, one of the uh, events that I witnessed is I was a little girl uh, about my uh, son's age at the time. You know, uh, she was out there just playing around. Parents were watching her in this. Uh, I think it was a uh, some uh, like an older Dodge came coming out of nowhere. Uh, didn't pay no attention and hit the little girl, killed her instantly. No way. Jeez. Yeah, dude. No, I mean, that's, that's vehicular homicide. I don't, I don't yep. care yes. what's going on, what the circumstances were. Oh my that's gosh. vehicular homicide. A negligent manslaughter at the very least. But, uh, yeah. man, that I is... I can't, I can't imagine witnessing something like that, going through something mm -hmm. like that. I mean, somebody's kid... Uh, I mean, in, in, in a completely, in a completely avoidable act incident as well. I mean, it, it could have been avoided any number of ways. And, and that just ended in, in this, the worst possible way. Jeez. 
Well, seriously, wow. hats off to you for, for sticking with things. And uh, I, I guarantee you, man, you just got to get with some different people in some different situations. Uh, you, we also have some folks from the Jeep Talk Show. You're going to have a lot of yeah. You'll have a good time. Exactly. All right. Uh, how about Garrett? Garrett Jones with us. Garrett, uh, let's talk about something that gets underneath your skin when you're out on the trail. Well, I was just out at an event this weekend, and probably almost all of them happened this weekend. But uh, I would probably say the worst one is when somebody's trying and like a harder obstacle, and you know they could probably do it. Um, it just takes a little bit of time to figure out which way, which line to go and everything. And there's people behind them saying, hit it harder or hit it with your purse or whatever. But <laughs> you can say all that stuff, but it's not your Jeep to tear up. So Correct. I mean, let him try it his way. He's not going to just hammer on it because it's not a side-by-side. And there was way too many side-by-sides down there just acting like fools. And I just... That's just one of the things I hate. No, you're right. I, I I don't think that it should be anybody's place to egg egg on somebody to the point of carnage. I, I don't. I nobody wants to see somebody else ruin their Jeep. I mean, look, it's it's interesting to watch the stuff on YouTube and stuff like that. I'm not going to be rooting for it though. I want to see you accomplish that 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 obstacle. I want to see you dominate this trail. I don't want to see you having to ride home with somebody else or in the cab of a, of, of a tow truck. You know, just because you you listen to people getting stupid and trying to you know peer you on into doing something, uh, pressuring you on into something that that you, outside of your comfort zone or beyond your vehicles or yourselves capabilities. Mm-hmm. Ability. Uh, yep. And that that's a that's that's one of those big things we've talked about here on the show before is is knowing both your vehicle's abilities as well as your own driving abilities and, mm-hmm. and knowing what you're capable of. Now, there's a point in time where everybody has to push the boundaries a little bit, but rooting a person on to go way beyond that to the point of where they are risking their their well being or their vehicle's well being. Uh, I mean, what are you what are you rooting for here at that point? You know, uh, th- this is somebody's possibly daily driver, how they get to work every day. You know, um, you know, th- it's an example of, uh, of of a lot of of work and and time and money and everything else like that. So, you know, come on, it's have have some have some dignity and and some uh, some com- uh, compunction out there. All right, I uh, just want to get to a couple more really quick. Uh, let's hear from Josh. Josh, uh, really quick, what you got for us? A pet peeve that gets underneath your skin out on the trail. Hard to pick just one. Uh, littering, trail like traffic jams, and uh, those are probably my two my two worst ones. Yeah, and they'll be like sitting on the trail longer than they have to, right? And uh, and yeah, littering, man, that's that's just a that's a, you know zero tolerance for that sort of stuff. Mike Zen uh, here with us. Uh, Mike, what you got for uh, something that uh, gets underneath your skin on the trail? Oh, I would say um, somebody that's, that does not stick to the trail and creates their own bypass. Oh, yeah. That's Amen a big to that. <laughs> um, yeah. In Big Bear, we have uh, the, the Pebble Plains, uh, and the, our Jeep Club has created fencing, like, you know, wiring and everything like that. And, and yet they still cut it down and they still try to go through that area. And we always try to, you know, try to block it, but people are just uh, a-holes and keep destroying the fences. Mm-hmm. Jeez, it's man. because they're not capable the of place. doing the tra- the obstacles, and so they shouldn't be on those trails, but they, they don't care. That's that's too bad, man. I, I, 
uh, out here we've got a really good filter system on our trails and it really prevents anybody from from making it through the filter onto the trail if their vehicle isn't capable enough um so that's that's the kind of stuff we need to see more of well i want to get to so many others around the campfire but uh we are grossly running out of time here uh, i want to uh, uh say thanks to not jake of course isaac for uh being a part of this uh, isaac i wanted to get get a hold of you uh and apologize directly uh also thanks to chris john uh, larry steve bill bob chip andrew dalton garrett josh and mike who we just heard from uh, as well for all you guys for uh, coming around the second to last campfire side chat here on the Jeep Talk Show. Uh, if you'd like to join in on the very last upcoming campfire side chat for the Jeep Talk Show, that will be on our uh, one of our upcoming episodes. And how you can join in is by signing up for our newsletter. That's the best way to get the inside information as far as what's going on the show and how to join in on the fun. Uh, of course, you could always uh, find the information on our Facebook page as well. Make sure that you're subscribed or friended on uh, found us on Facebook. That is. Uh, and we send out that information through there as well. Big thanks to all of our uh, listeners around the campfire and the co-hosts as well. Uh, being around the campfire side chat. One last campfire side chat coming up for the Jeep Talk Show. And that segment will be over. So make sure that you join in on the fun and get in on that. Or else you're going to have to uh, wait until our Tuesday recordings to get in on the fun that way. Well, that's it for the show for this week, fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure you're subscribed to the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. It is a federal offense to use the Jeep Talk Show in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. Uh, we don't judge. Just send us the picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm guessing since 2010.